A Louisville-grown restaurant brand is looking to take on America. We'll talk to a few of the minds behind Green District up next on the Access Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. joining us. My name is David Mann and joining me today is Haley Coppin. Hey there. Jordan Depke. What's up? And Rob Rice. Hello. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. This week we're talking to a couple of local business folks who have an interesting restaurant concept. Uh, So guys, for those who don't know, I guess tell us a little bit about Green District. What's the concept and where can people check it out? Yeah, first and foremost, Haley and David, thank you so much for having us on here. This is a this is a first for us from a podcast perspective. So we're very grateful that you all invited us. So thank you so much. Hey, as um, much trouble as I had getting through that intro, it seems like it's a first for me too. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes it makes the rookies feel less nervous, I guess. So thank you. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. So tell us about it. It's uh, it's it sounds like a cool concept. Well, thank you for saying that. We uh, we definitely think it's cool, and uh, the cool factor is a big part of uh, a big part of our brand and the lifestyle that we want to create with our customers. So, Green District is a fast casual restaurant that does salads, wraps, and grain bowls. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll let Rob talk a little bit about the food and how we make our ingredient or how we uh, cultivate, if you will, our ingredients. Uh, we like to keep everything fresh, fast, and healthy. We just felt like there was kind of a void in the QSR in the fast casual world for folks to get out and get something that's good for their body and tastes good. And, uh, you know, it's just that appropriate fuel. And so I'll let Rob talk a little bit about some of the culinary stuff because he's way smarter than me at all that. Yeah, yeah, Rob, <laughs> uh, let it uh, fill us in a little bit. Well, like, you know, like Jordan said, you know, the, the three things that we focus on are salads, the, the grain bowls and, and the wraps. And and also, like Jordan said, you know, we, we like to bring everything in fresh and we think we have uh, strong partnerships with uh, some farms that provide us with those ingredients. And that that's only increasing as we expand. Uh, so we're looking forward to bringing in uh, even more um, fresh ingredients to the array. Uh, we like to minimally process the ingredients that, that come in. Um, so that everything, you know, when you look at it and you walk up to the, uh, you know, uh, the counter as you start to build your salad, it looks like it just came straight out of the field. And that's mm. the way we want it to show. We put a lot of emphasis in the flavor of the dressings, so, you know, because let's just face it, you know, it, you know, they're packed with some calories. Most dressings are. So if we're going to, if, if you're going to have those calories in there and people do a lot of calorie counting when they come in, I love to see the nutritional um, information of the salads and stuff. Uh, so we really try to pack in a lot of flavor on the dressings. And yeah, so we want well get your that to be, that's right. And we want that to be uh, a signature when it comes to the salads. That's as far as the grain bowls, that's sort of a new thing for us. And I can get into that later, but real quick, David, if I can add one thing, the gist of it, right. Is that I think a lot of people are not educated in what they're consuming. And so there's been this big fate or this big fad and craze around calorie counting, like Rob mentioned. But if you eat 650 calories of a burger and fries, that's nowhere near as good for your body as it would be 650 calories of vegetables and greens. And so we want to educate our consumers that Mm -hmm. 
calorie consumption is insanely important, but what type of calories and what type of fuel are you putting into your body? If you have a diesel truck, you know, you don't want to put regular gasoline. You have to put diesel in it. And so from a calorie counting perspective, what is in those calories is more important than the calories itself. Jordan, what's your role? Are you more of a, are you more of a restaurants kind of guy or are you uh, more uh, on the uh, financial end of it? Man, that's a great question. I, we, we talk in this company all the time about titles and we've, we've worked with a lot of different HR consultants and we don't want titles. So I guess I'm the chief greens officer, if you want to call mm -hmm. me something fun <laughs> and cute. But uh, I'm, I'm more of the idea guy. I, I don't like to say the word visionary. I, I like to say the word idea, you know, because everybody has wonderful ideas. I think I take those ideas and I help execute them for the company. Yeah. So I'm kind of the mover and the shaker out there. And Rob's always reining me back in. And then my partner, Chris Perlow, <laughs> is kind of doing the same thing. So they both hold, t hold pretty tight on those leashes. Nice. Uh, yeah, you got to have those people in your lives, right? So, Amen. Amen. Uh, and then where's, where's a, a couple of locations and how many, how many locations you guys have and, and where can people uh, check it out? Yeah, so we were uh, very, very fortunate and uh, I would use the word blessed to partner with a group called Castellan Group and mm -hmm. they're a family office and they're the family office of Sean and Scott Smith and Barry Brock manages that office and it was a beautiful partnership because Barry and I uh, had a great relationship and he was a mentor of mine for many years and was a CEO of a bank. And when they sold that bank out, he went and managed his family office and reached back out and said, hey, you got this green district idea. Do you really want to grow it? And so after a lot of conversation and you know a lot of financial discussions, we decided to um, set a goal of $100 million or more in revenue. And so currently we have a location open in downtown Louisville. We have a location open in St. Matthews. We just opened a location in Middletown and major, major props to our team because they humped it and to get that thing open the way that they did and to have a grand opening that went off without a hitch. It was amazing. So kudos to our team. And we have a spot coming on in the Highlands should be open in about two months. We have a spot in downtown Indianapolis that we have secured. We have a spot in downtown Nashville and a spot in downtown Cincinnati. The since mm -hmm. in, in Nashville, we're still just working on finalizing those leases, but we're in the uh, the last stages there. So as far as expansion, Indy, Cincinnati, Nashville, and Louisville are the four cities that we're focusing on. But we've had a lot of interest from other places, which is really cool. We've been to Frisco. We're getting ready to go to Denver. We've got people in Arizona. It's really, really cool. But as you all know, you talk to a lot of business owners. We just really kind of need to bring things in and keep that laser focus. And so for mm -hmm. 2020, our laser focus is what we call the race to 10. So we want to get to 10 stores open and operating. Um, and so I remember writing about, uh, obviously that big investment and following up with you guys, just kind of on the Genesis story of how, how you, uh, got together with those guys, but wanted to follow up, you know, um, that, that hundred million dollar, uh, revenue goal by 2026, you know, that's just five years. Do you think, you know, given the weight of the pandemic and everything that's happened, do you think that's attainable, um, you know, to do in five years or do you think, you know, I just wanted to know your thoughts on, you know, whether or not the pandemic has kind of influenced that at all or made it more okay. challenging. <laughs> Oh, ab absolutely. And I'll say this, and I can see Chris and Rob both rolling their eyes right now, but I think we can do it quicker. Um, we, uh, we obviously, everybody struggled through the pandemic, and it breaks our heart to see a lot of these, you know, second generation spaces that we're able to secure with these leases to watch people go under. It's, it's heartbreaking, and it's really sad. Um, I think that uh, the word of 2020 was pivot. 
And so everybody's got to pay five bucks every time they say it in 2021 at Green District. But <laughs> we've, uh, we've pivoted multiple times and we are very fortunate and blessed that carry out and delivery has really, really um, gone northward. And so mm-hmm. for us, our St. Matthew's store is up 48% year over year. And we're pretty excited about that. So we think that the $100 million goal is extremely attainable um, given the current environment. And yeah. especially, I will say one caveat to that, though. We were really excited about our downtown store. Our labor costs were really low. We were only open Monday through Friday, 11 to 3. And again, this is downtown Louisville. But I mean, you know, we were popping out a salad every 37 seconds from that 11 to 3 hour. And it was, it was going really well. And obviously, as you know, with a lot of the downtowns in many different cities, they're kind of shuttered with, you know, not just the pandemic, but race riots and things of that nature. And so we are very bullish about staying downtown. Mm. We love our city and we love the people, no matter the race, religion or the creed. And so for us, we think um, the pivot that we did was a little bit more to suburban models. We think the urban will absolutely come back. But we've been very, very pleased with the way Middletown has taken off in the last five days. And the numbers that we're generating out there are uh, beyond what our goals and our expectations were. And so we feel that the $100 million is, is, is very attainable. Does that answer your uh-huh. question, Haley? Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, and, and kind of following up with that, you know, another one of the recent stories I wrote was, you know, you guys bringing on Rob, um, who was most recently with uh, Bell Nobel Entertainment Group. Um, so I kind of just wanted to talk with Rob here about uh, the mm-hmm. innovation and operations aspect. Just want to know some ideas that you might have in the pipeline of, of um, innovative things that you want to incorporate into Green District's menu or any thoughts about that? I'm about, I'm on my fifth or sixth week now uh, with Green District. So I'm, I'm still new. I'm still learning everything. Mm-hmm. As far as, you know, innovation for the food, Green District had a really solid product when I came on board. And um, I mean, it, I think the proof is in the revenue that the stores experienced. But expanding out, you know, there was, or looking forward, there was talk even before I came on uh, about introducing uh, hot or warm grain bowls and expanding more into that territory. That because, as you know, as we sort of, you know, knew that we had to become more agile and that downtown urban centers weren't really going to be a thing for a period of time we had to you know we we want to experiment more with dinner hours and dinner hours you know salad doesn't always cut it for the customer and uh, so if you can introduce some hot or warm items uh, that you know like a grain bowl um, that might be more attractive for a dinner audience um, you know because right now the primary revenue is lunch you know for the salads and wraps now, you know, as we as we start to do that, we introduce more and more heat into our kitchens. That adds a little bit more complexity into the operations of things. That means we have to bring in a little bit more experienced hands into the kitchen, know how to handle proteins and things like that. Proteins increase the cost of these items. So we have to make sure that as we scale, that these items stay within our uh, retail pricing schemes and that we're not, you know, we don't get into $15, $20, you know, I, I, items. Uh, that aren't as attractive as, as what you know the current pricing is, which is you know really around 10, 10 to twelve bucks per person right now. You get a really nice meal, so we want to stick with that. Uh, but we want to we want to expand more into you know these these options with that that might feature proteins that are you know being made in house, uh, beef barbacoa, um, carnitas, and you know things like that. Interesting. Um, yeah, I was going to ask about that. The, uh, the lunchtime versus, uh, dinnertime 
split there. Um, you, you're right. You touched on it a little there and said, you know, uh, people might want something a little heavier, I guess, at, at dinner or warmer uh, at dinner mm -hmm. rather than uh, the salad or wrap that that's, you know, great for lunch. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I guess with the grain bowls, um, what's the idea there and what, what kind of varieties do you have and, and that sort of thing? Well, right now we have some LTOs in Middletown that we opened with and, you know, they have, um, I, I could give you the names of them. One's called um, the Bandito Bowl, but Sarah's come up with like an amazing name that I think if, if we roll this out to the other units that, that we're going to use it. Mm -hmm. um, she, she has, she has this uncanny ability with food puns, but it's a <laughs> Latin sort of themed bowl. And then we, and then we have like a, a what we call a root vegetable bowl. Now these are grain based, but they're mixed in with things like kale, really high nutrient sort of products, but you know, quinoa or, or, or brown rice, whole grains. We're looking for that, you know, quote unquote, superfood uh, sort of feel to the bowls. And um, so, you know, it, it, they're, we weren't sure how they were going to sell. And, you know, right now, I mean, you know, some, some days, you know, they could be half the revenue, you know, versus salads or wraps. Salads will always be our primary focus. Mm -hmm. and, but, and we're having a lot of success with these the the grain bowls. That's good to hear. If I can add, if I can add one one thing to that, David and Haley, hmm. what we want to do is we want to make healthy eating affordable and accessible for all. And I think there's a misnomer sometimes out there that what you get from vegetables isn't going to be enough for like a big guy. I think of my buddy at the gym, Josh, who's he's just a beast. I mean, he looks like he's an NFL lineman, you know. And he's like, oh, I wouldn't eat a salad. That's not my. But I want to be healthy. And so what we're trying to do is introduce the consumer to a new way of eating. You can come into Green District, right? And now that we have hot options, we brought Rob on board. We kind of put ourselves into that category of a Chipotle or a Qdoba as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I hate to be so stereotypical, um, but I can say it, I think, because I was this guy back in the day, you know. But now that I'm getting a little older, you know, I do have to watch that calorie, those calories and I have to count them appropriately. But again, as I mentioned in the beginning, it's the fuel that matters. And so we feel like, everybody thinks it's the yoga mom or the soccer mom or something like that that will come out. But now introducing these hot options that are superfoods, like Rob said, that have a lot of the good fuel and the base um, and the nutrients that are necessary, right. To survive and thrive. Mm -hmm. We want that person to bring along the Josh's of the world, right. Those big, strong guys that are going, Oh, well, I'll eat that wrap with those grain bowls. Yeah, so it just yeah. kind of helps us to appeal to a different consumer. And I was going to say, going along with that, you know, you, you talked earlier about your guys' target markets here in the Midwest. And really, you know, you said Green District, um, you, you guys saw the, the gap in healthy food options in the QSR fast casual space, especially here right. in the Midwest. Um, so there's kind of some gap here in terms of, you know, I guess, building up the education of, you know, the consumer versus, you know, if you were trying to open a healthy food concept on the coasts, um, you know, the West Coast is obviously very healthy and densely populated with those types of concepts, but here it's kind of new still. So there's mm -hmm. obviously that educational aspect that you guys are mm -hmm. um, working on as well. That's yeah. why we went out. That's why we went out and got the Cali boy. We knew that the California kid, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and Haley, I think that, that just to circle back to your to your other question that Jordan was talking about, the hundred million dollar goal, and you know dealing with that in the pandemic, and you know the, there's a, a few realities about that that nobody's ever operated rest, operated a restaurant um, in a pandemic, so no one really knows. But the things that you 
you did see were, you know, unfortunately we saw a lot of uh, restaurants close their doors and, you know, that, that was just up to owners or whoever to decide how much debt they were going to take on to make it through the pandemic. Everybody knew they were going to take on debt. And it's just if you had the gumption not to get through it and the government can't save every business. But the demand for restaurant space, especially here in Louisville, has not decreased. So as restaurants, unfortunately, meet their demise, uh, groups and, and buyers are coming in and leasing and buying restaurant space that you're going to see come back. Uh, you know, as, as the pandemic starts to thin out here and we get back to normal and, and QSR has has had a huge uh, boon, um, experienced a huge boon during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I agree with uh, Jordan. He says I don't, but I do agree with him. I think that it, it, although it seems <laughs> ambitious, $100 million, I think it's absolutely attainable, um, if not by 2026 before. That's yeah, correct. absolutely. And, uh, you know, for for the folks who aren't familiar in the restaurant space, QSR, we keep saying it, it's quick service restaurants. So uh, uh, restaurants that are more focused on you know, getting, on, getting you in podcast. and out. It's a business podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you're right. Uh, Haley, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Did you have another thing you wanted to add? Well, yeah, I was just going to ask, you know, in general, since we were talking about the fast casual and QSR space, I just wanted to ask your guys' thoughts on, you know, any restaurant concepts that you really admire, um, whether or not they've been, you know, doing really well during the pandemic or or just a concept that you think, um, you know, is really aspirational to try to achieve. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many out there that we could talk about that are great. Sweet Green is is somebody that we aspire to be like. They're an unbelievable company. And I'll, I'll have not some of the numbers wrong. Obviously, some of them changed during the pandemic. But, you know, I think they got a $1.7 billion valuation. Wow. And they, you know, they, yeah, they have over $400 million in capital pledged. And so they moved their headquarters from D.C., New York area to L.A. And they're kind of populating the coast. In the Midwest, I think they have three stores in Chicago, but that's about it. So to your point, Haley, in the Midwest and like the northern, you know, south, if you will, um, there aren't a lot of options for that. So we admire Sweet Green, but I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. It's not that we just admire restaurants. We admire lifestyles. And I think that there are a lot of brands out there now, you know, as the world is coming, you know, it seems like everything's being centralized, but a lot of local communities and grassroots movements are fighting for decentralization. And I think the pandemic has really heightened people's opinion on that. And I think that everybody's getting very militant about supporting local. And one awesome thing about the pandemic, if you if you're trying to find the silver lining, is that people are trying to support local. If Mm -hmm. I had a dollar, you know, if I had a dollar for every time I've had somebody from Louisville say, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy you're open. We're going to eat there two, three times a week because we want to support you. I'd have hundreds of dollars. (laughs) So for us, we admire lifestyle brands. So, you know, Kanye West and everybody has their opinion on him. But to go from fifty seven million dollars in debt to a billionaire in about three years. And to create a brand that's only second to Jordan and partner with Adidas and use their facilities and create the Yeezy brand with clothes and shoes. Like it's something that we want you to assign yourself to, you know, people feel confident because they go eat at Jeff Ruby's, right? I've made it. It's a status thing. I can have a steak dinner at Jeff Ruby's. Like that's a lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you know, sneaker world. I love sneakers and I think it's really cool, but I could go anywhere in any city in the world and talk to somebody that's into sneakers and be their best friend in 15 minutes because we share a common interest. And so from a food perspective, um, we want that to be the baseline of the common interest, but we want GD to be a lifestyle. You know, it's a GD, it's a GD's thing. And Green District is all about people. That's our number one focus. And the healthy follows right behind that. 
but we feel like it's so much bigger than just the restaurant. We want people to want to be there. We got an awesome Google review from a wonderful young lady that said, I felt like I was in a really cool coffee shop and the food was like Panera, but it was better. I want to stay all day and do my homework here. So that's what we're really aspiring to be as yeah. a brand. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, did you want to add to that? Um, I mean, Jordan is always very artful with, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the things that he really admires about Green District. I, I mean, I just agree with everything, you know, he said um, about the brand and the lifestyle. You know, um, you know, I focus on the food, but every time I hear Jordan, you know, talk about, I just get so amped up and pumped about where we're going and about, you know, in, in our mission and what we're trying to do. You know, even if we can, you know, with our employees, if we can get them to absorb, you know, a fraction of Jordan's energy and, <laughs> and, and vibe and everything. I mean, it, the customers are going to feel it. I, it you know, I, I just, you know, I, I love what Jordan has to say about that. As far as like concepts I admire, I mean, I think, you know, Jordan knows what I'm going to say. Doghouse is one. Um, you know, I know, I know the founders of Doghouse. Um, they have nearly $500 million in capital pledge. They, they're going to build, and this is a full service concept, really. It started out as a sort of a fast casual, um, but they, they've slowly drifted towards uh, full service. And, uh, and we're just, you know, being able to be, being on, be, be on the inside of, you know, how they grow, how they grew and, maybe the missteps they had that they, they would offer as advice to someone uh, maybe in, in my shoes right now or Jordan and Chris's shoes. Um, and so I just give a little shout to Doghouse. I think they're, they're, they're an amazing concept. They, they, they have the same vibe and energy that behind their concept uh, that Jordan and Chris do. And it was really, literally, it's a long story, but it's literally the reason that, uh, it, it, that I was drawn to Chris and Jordan and Green District. Let me uh, let me ask you this. I think um, you know we started talking about products uh, there. Is there any um, like salad or or, or maybe uh, maybe you know menu item other than salad that that you're you're really curious about? You want to add, but you're maybe not sure about uh, yeah. the cost benefit. <laughs> I got to yeah. start with this one, Rob. And by the way, I'll give yeah, you go hundred dollars later for complimenting my energy and my vibe because you know it's all about the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I got to give a shout out to Barry Brock who runs the selling because he, uh, not only is he a mentor, but, uh, he keeps me in check and keeps me in line. He's, 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 he's always giving me great advice and he's very passionate about our beverage strategy. And so we partner with a group called, yeah, yeah. We partner with a group called Tractor and what I love about them, you know, I moved here from Colorado. So if anybody out there has been to Colorado, you know that water is an essential part of your day. And everybody out there has a water bottle, not because it's cool, because it's necessary. And so I'm a big time water drinker. I also like craft beer, but I'm a real big time <laughs> water drinker. And Tractor's mantra is to convert water drinkers to their product. And so um, we are talking about smoothies. We're talking about juices. We're talking about making them in-house. But I'll let Rob talk a little bit more to the logistics of that stuff because, you know, David and Haley, it's crazy, like all the steps that are involved to do that. Example, in smoothies, you don't want fruit that isn't frozen because you'll get a different consistency in the smoothie. So then that adds a complexity to the line where we've got to have frozen storage in the back mm -hmm. and use that fruit. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and you can see how that can spiral out of control pretty quickly. And we also want to remain laser focused on what our goal, you know, what our goal is and not try to confuse consumers with the menu and add. You don't want to be Cheesecake Factory and have like a book from <laughs> 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 
What page are the appetizers on? No. 26. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Chapter 10, yeah. appetizers. <laughs> uh, yeah, go on, Rob. Did you have anything to add on that? You know, I'll, the only thing, I, you know, I, we haven't gotten into any of the development on this, but I, w- one thing I really particularly enjoy, and it'd be interesting to see what, how Chris and, 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 and Jordan respond to it, is when I, I like pizza, I like artisan pizza, and I like to put a salad on top of that, and I like to fold the pizza around the salad. And, and so if the salad has maybe like, you know, roasted duck or something, I mean, it, it's really one of my favorite things to eat. And I, I, I think that we could probably come up with some variation to at least test it and see if, if, if it might fly maybe in the highlands or something like that. For, that sounds for the dinner or the, yeah, the late night eater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that mm-hmm. idea. I love, salad and pizza go together so well. Um, and the yeah. roasted duck. Wow, man, that's a, uh, that sounds like a, that's uh, high in there. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. That's, that's a lot of fun. Um, all right. Let's see here. Uh, you mentioned this a little bit, but, uh, you know, we talk about downtown a lot, uh, on this show. Um, we're based in downtown. Yeah. So we're based in our downtown. Credit. <laughs> uh, and, um, and we're, uh, you know, we, we have been out of the office for a long time. Uh, I go in usually a couple times a week. It's snowy this week. So I don't, I hadn't been in this week, but, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's obviously challenges in downtown areas. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on kind of getting those central business district, you know, the one here in Louisville and mm-hmm. I guess in, in other cities that you're targeting, uh, getting those back on, on the, you know, on the right path. Do you think that's something that's going to be attainable uh, here in the next probably year or so? Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to give a shout out to um, a lot of folks in the city, but uh, I'll make it succinct. You know, Louisville Ford has been amazing and helping us out with everything that's gone on. We've, we've talked with Yvonne at One West. Um, they're trying to develop the West End and they want healthy options over there. And we've talked about, you know, how can we create what we would call a greenhouse where we could set up something where the food is all prepped and done in our store, but we can deliver it somewhere. We know there's X amount of salads, you know, or people can place their orders the day before, but we feel like it's going to come back. There's plenty of people Absolutely. down here that love it. They, they love it. They believe in it. They want to be part of it. I mean, I'm literally looking out my window right now at Jefferson Square where a lot of the protests and riots were held, and, and rightfully so, right? I mean, those voices need to be heard. And we would walk out there and share food and, and say, come on. We didn't board our building up once, and we're right in the heart of all of it. And I think because of our relationship with the community, People respected that and they understood that we're here to support, we're here to help. And, you know, this is not by any means a shot at anybody downtown, but we never left. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even when people were like, get out, get out, board up, don't go downtown. We were saying the exact opposite and we we're going to fight that till I don't live here anymore or I'm dead because yeah. <laughs> I believe in this city and I believe in Louisville. I believe in Louisville. I believe in Nashville. I believe in India. I believe in Cincy. I believe in all of them. And we're just happy that we're here and our footprint started here. I mean, you all know about the 2017 tax act and opportunity zones. That's a big reason that we're in existence and we got the partnership and investment we did. So again, another thanks to Castellan group, but we know it's going to come back. We've talked to a lot of people. I did get some insider information that, that, that a lot of folks are saying July and August to bring at least a percentage of their folks back. Um, so we're very excited about that, but I'd be lying <laughs> 
if I said it doesn't feel like a ghost town or a scene from The Walking Dead a lot of days. <laughs> it feels like a Robert does, Rodriguez yeah. film. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird to walk around downtown sometimes, but at the same time, my parking tickets have literally gone down exponentially. <laughs> so I'm very grateful for that. That's nice. But yeah, uh, we're here, man. We're here, man. And we are, one last thing I'll add to that is as a business and a lifestyle brand, we are going to be... Um, absolutely involved in any aspect of the community that we can be we've created a division and i got to give a shout out to to lance little for this with the healthy hitters but he's got a team called the healthy hitters and we get you to sign up for a loyalty and rewards program called the salad squad and so our healthy hitters are going out into the communities and they're hunting down those offices that are open and they're letting them know that we're here we can deliver to you we can get this food to you it's healthy and it's delicious and we've had a lot of success in doing that downtown. So, you know, we're only doing 150 to 200 salads a day downtown. And normally we're doing 350 to 400. But we, we definitely believe that's on, that's on its way back up. That's good. Yeah, it's good to hear that um, attitude. Um, I have to, uh, one of my jobs here is to monitor our Facebook page, which is like the worst job ever because you can see all <laughs> these terrible things that people say about downtown. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's good to hear uh, the opposite of that and say, you know, somebody who's bullish on it. Um, cause I am too, hey, you, you know, there's so much culture down there and, and so much character. I hate to, hate to see that. Uh, well, you, you, know. you give them my number, David, you tell them and you give my <laughs> cell phone. They can reach directly out to me and I'll tell them how awesome it is. And I'll walk them around. Yeah, I know, man. It is, it is like the worst, uh, you know, just the things people say, you know, and, Facebook's probably worse than Twitter or, or LinkedIn or, or any of the other ones, but, um, but well, yeah, it's just a, you know, bad vibes, but go on. Haley. Yeah. I was going to say, honestly, anyone who's like worked or spent any significant amount of time downtown knows that it's not a scary place to be um, yeah. whatsoever. Even when, you know, um, protests were happening, I never once felt unsafe being downtown, but um, right. I, I wanted to add to that, that, you know, in addition to, you know, just regular traffic coming back downtown, I think, you know, once these vaccines really pick up and people return to their offices, like it'll totally change the lunch game. And we'll see a lot of places that have been temporarily closed or, um, you know, scaling back hours, you know, really be able to open back up um, at a more uh, normal level, <laughs> like a pre-pandemic level, especially, you know, hopefully the vaccine process continues to go smooth. Um, no more ice storms would be preferable. <laughs> um, but I really think that'll help downtown recover faster as once office traffic can return in full. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. right. Absolutely. Well, um, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of get us, uh, get us signed off here. Uh, that's all we have for you this week, but before everyone leaves, uh, you guys, uh, you know, you want to share where people can find you on social media and you can give your own personal account or you can uh, just give green districts, whatever you're comfortable with. Jordan, I'll start with you. Yeah, absolutely. We, we're on all the outlets. So GD salads, green district, you search any of it, it'll all come up, but um, just check us out, you know, and we are so open to feedback. Again, we want to be a lifestyle yeah. brand. So in being a lifestyle brand, you have to listen to your customers. And we apologize to those of you that, grand opening seemed, you know, there were so many people there and we didn't want to do a super spreader. We were checking people off and making sure that everybody had their mask on, but it's hard to control, you know, when you have 25 people in a store and they're running around and they have kids and this and that. So we just want you to come check us out, but any advice that you can give us or suggestions on the menu or the items, we will definitely take that to heart. And that's what I love about Rob and Chris and Lance and Jonathan and Autumn and Noah and Erica. I mean, I, you want me to name them all, but 
<laughs> everybody cares. And when we get a review like that, it hurts. It hurts our heart, right? So please let us know before you post any of that because we're happy to work on it. But please come out and give us a try. And I'm just so thankful and grateful for this team. It's really, really cool to be a part of. And I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of it. Haley, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at BFLewHaley. Um, I'm also on all the other social media channels like LinkedIn and Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. So you can find me on all of those. Yep. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at DMAN3001 and also on LinkedIn. I try and share a lot of business first content there. Um, if you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the Access Louisville podcast on popular services like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Radio Public. And thank you very much uh, for joining us today. And uh, thank you guys for listening to us at home. And we'll see you next time. Bye.